What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Sons of Legends. It's your boy, Art Dog, here with your homeboy, MJ Gunner. Hey, 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 what do you say? How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? What's good with it, man? Yeah, what's going on? Same old, same, man. We're going to talk about that, that takeover. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. I liked it. It was. Takeover is always good to me. Yeah, well, you know, not all the matches are, you know... Always hits, but you know yeah. they do. They have more than a fair share. It is and another another question I wanted to ask you before we get started. How do you feel about them happening more frequently now? Cause you know, used to, back in the day it used to be you know take over every like four months, four or so. months or so, maybe four a year. But we've had three takeovers since just since Corona started. You know, just since they uh. They uh, got rid of the audiences. So how do you I mean, feel I feel about like, that? I feel like they got to release kind of more products since, you know, they can't sell tickets. If if they can keep the ratings up, then the money will probably keep coming in. They got to be able to support the business somehow. Yeah, that's true. You know what I'm saying? And most of the sales right now is probably coming from merchandise, TV ratings, you know, things like that. So... I mean, they got to keep it going. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm I'm cool with it as long as they don't start rushing storylines. Yeah, that's true. That's one of the things that kind of gets things on the downfall is when you rush the storylines because everybody wants shit now. Yeah. Well, you know what Roman said a few weeks ago on Twitter, you know, uh, if you if you want drive through fast food uh, storylines, storylines watch Raw. You know they grow steaks on SmackDown, Art. They yeah. do. They're they making <laughs> fillet over here, yeah, baby. Yeah, and they make they they grow steaks on Raw sometimes and on NXT. You know. I mean, uh, they get yeah, a grill on I mean, it's, it's, it's a couple. It's a couple grills. Couple, yeah. Couple shrimps on the Barbie out yeah, there. Because uh, Rollins and Mysterio, man, they have a full on flank steak going on. Yeah. <laughs> T-bone, I meant to say. Ribeye, one of them expensive cuts. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, there's some it's some good ones. And they yeah. got some good ones in that XT, too. All right. So, um, takeover started with uh, Johnny uh, Gargano and Damian uh, Priest. Um, you know Gargano is one of my favorites, dude. He always, I mean, he's Mr. Takeover for a reason. And the reason is he always has one of the best matches on TakeOver, win or lose. But most of them are losses. But same thing with HBK. He's Mr. WrestleMania. I would give a title to Undertaker. But it's not. <laughs> I would, though. Like, there's a debate there, you know, whether it's Undertaker, Mr. WrestleMania, or Shawn Michaels, Mr. WrestleMania. Like, that's a, that's a healthy debate. It's not. You know, not even a the debate. Undertaker is synonymous with WrestleMania. Yeah. How can you say it's not even a debate? And he's won all his matches at WrestleMania. But Sean's got the DVD called Mr. WrestleMania. Man, that, that Sean's name is got not the T-shirt. Yes, it is. <laughs> Sean's got the T-shirt, Mr. WrestleMania. Well, who the hell Sean's, voted for this? <laughs> Sean's got the moniker, Mr. WrestleMania. I don't remember anybody ever voting for this. It doesn't matter. I don't. I don't. I'd still give it to Taker. Only one vote counts. I'd still give it to Taker. And that's Vince. (laughs) Damn it, it's Sean. (laughs) And we're settling with Sean. Print the (laughs) t-shirts. You know what I'm saying? 
That's the but only anyway, vote that counts. I still give it to Taker. But anyway, yeah. Too bad. Uh, Damian Priest and Johnny Gargano, they had a pretty good match. Oh, yeah, man. I loved was, it. I mean, for real, almost every single match at TakeOver was good this year. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of good ones. You know, uh, Priest, I'm enjoying his reign as North American champion. I was kind of hoping and praying it didn't come to an end last night. I'm glad it didn't. You know, so thanks for Gargano in the game, Johnny. Yeah, Johnny. I... I wanted Johnny Gargano to win. I really wanted to see him and Candice LeRae as champion. I know it's pretty early, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, to be taking the belt off of these two champions, Io Shirai and Damian Priest. But that's something that I really could have saw working. Yeah. I mean, I could, I could probably say Damian Priest, okay? Because Io, you know, I think she's had a, a run, you know, hasn't she? Not necessarily. I mean, she's been champ since In Your House. I mean, is this is this her first time being champion? Yeah, this is her first women's title run in, in NXT. I don't know where I'm getting another title run than my fault. Maybe you're thinking about uh, Kyrie Sane. I probably am. I'm, I'm sure that you are because... Uh, your mom does the same my thing. Apologies, she, my apologies. <laughs> she she made me laugh by saying, that girl done got thick. I'm and I'm trying. like, no, EO's been like, she's like, no, she was way skinnier <laughs> before. I'm like, I think you're thinking of Kyrie Sane. That's, that's my bad. I'm not trying to lump people together. You know, it's just. But know, yeah, this is EO's first women's title run. Uh she won in the triple threat with right, Rhea I, I know and, that. I just, and Charlotte. It just feels like it's been longer than that. No, she's only had one title defense so far, which is um, she defended the against Kai. the Code Kai. Yeah. Only? Wow. Yeah. Like I said, it, it feels like it's been longer. But anyway. It's just, I think it's just a simple fact that EO has been wrestling, but none of them have really been title matches except the one against Dakota Kai. Mm-hmm. And not only that, um, the women's NXT title isn't defended as often. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you might see her often, but she's not defending that often. Yeah. And she's still beating a who's who down there. That's you know? true. Um, and uh, you said it last night. You said the NXT Women's Division is getting kind of shallow. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, I don't think still that got a few heavy hitters down there. Yeah, I don't think that it's getting shallow. I just think that um, you couldn't see too many people beating Io Shirai right now. I mean, one of the most important ones would have been Rhea Ripley, and I even I can't see that happening right now. You know, she's she's been pushed away from the title picture. Yeah, I mean, what. It's, you got to keep, everybody can't be on top all the time. You tell me that all the time. I mean, it sucks though, because she, she is a legitimate contender. I understand, you know, you got to, you know, fall back sometimes, but I don't think right now is the time for her to fall back. Well, when would be, because to me, they shouldn't never have made her lose to Charlotte because ever since she lost to Charlotte, she's been on a downhill slope. Another point that I would that I like to make all the time, but you know, it's probably because of Corona. She probably had to go home. I can get that, but I still feel like she should have got the belt back when she came back. I don't back. think so. I mean, once a person, it's not really often that a person leaves on a stint and then comes back and get the title back. 
lately, Sami Zayn is really the only one that I can think of besides a person like Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Who leaves for a, a lot of the amount of time and then comes back and gets the title back. Yeah. It's not really that often that it happens. Shawn Michaels, maybe, when he got suspended with the IC title. I forget was... No, Roman was going to challenge for Universal Championship. Yeah, he, he was wasn't not champion. champion. Okay. No, he was challenging Goldberg when he right. left. And they put it on Braun. Nice. Braun had it the whole time till he lost it to The Fiend. And The Fiend only had it till the next pay-per-view until Roman weeks, came. right. Yeah, so it's not that often. But when Roman came, this storyline just hit. It you know did. what I'm saying? It hit, so it made the most sense. Mm-hmm. Anyway, back to Priest of Gargano. You know, as I said, it was a good match. It was. It you was know? dope. They had a lot of great spots. Um, there were a lot of false finishes in this pay per view. Period. There was a ton of them, man. And you know, it's one thing for a false finish, but what you know kind of gets in my crawl is whenever it should be the finish. You know, like. They cheated. The referee turns around. Yeah, like Gargano hitting the low blow. Yeah. Uh, Damian Priest goes and flips over the corner turnbuckle, mm-hmm. which is extremely athletic for such a big guy. He's pretty athletic. He flips over, kicks these two security guards, and the mm-hmm. ref comes and checks him out. And Gargano hits him with like a punt kick to the nuts mm-hmm. and rolls him in the ring, and then. Uh, hits him with the final beat, and you would think that that would be over. Right. And, you know, it just... And he kicks out. Yeah, it just kind of, you know, sits with me a wrong way. I don't know if it's just me, personally, but, you know, I just don't see the point of them doing the big, dirty, cheating move and it not working. For nothing, yeah. You know? Yeah, back in the day, Ric Flair would never cheat and not win. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, normally, when someone turns their back... And they get hit with a low blow or a championship belt or, you know, someone interferes, then... That's it. That's it. Normally, yeah. that's it. But this one had so many false finishes, it was crazy. Yeah. And, uh, but, uh, Damian Priest wins with the reckoning off the second rope, and that looked like that hurt. Yeah, it did. Like I said, it was a pretty dope, it was a pretty dope match. I enjoyed it. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of happy that they're protecting his move because... Uh, the only move that I can think of that no one ever kicks out of ever is the end of days. Yeah. And this one, I've never seen anybody kick out of the reckoning. And I'm hoping that they kind of keep it that way. Yeah. Yeah, you know, because it's called a finisher for a reason. For a reason. You know? And the fact that um, they're protecting his move says a lot about how they feel his character is going to go. I mean, it's a pretty good character, and as I said, they're uh, doing a pretty good job, you know, kind of shooting him up the ladder, as they say right now, and getting a North American title. It's one I've never seen before, the whole loner, ladies' man. It's pretty cool. I mean, I like like Punishment Martinez. Um, As far as Damian Priest goes, it's, it's got to grow on me. Because It'll as get of, there. It's, yeah, growing, it, it's, it's growing a lot on me. It has. And it's done a lot for me, too. But um, it just has to... It just needs time. Yeah. A little more time to develop. Uh, a little more personality shining through. 
and he'll be there. I, I feel like he can probably go for the NXT title in a few months. Right, right. Me too. I'm looking. I'm looking for him to challenge. Uh, Kushida versus Velveteen Dream. Uh, so a lot of people are still having issues with Velveteen. Uh, can you explain why? Uh, yeah. Uh, it's the accusations that have been made against him. You know, him mentoring teenagers, as they say. You know, he shoots them DMs, etc., etc. You know, at least that's the story going around. You know, they're basically that, that he's uh, yeah that he's a that he's uh into pedophilia with statutory yeah uh, like I said that's the story going around you know uh, Triple H has gone on said that he did the research and there's nothing to it you know that yeah people don't want to believe that though yeah they kind of just painted a picture of him figuring that. If uh, he's doing this, then he's got to be a pedophile. There is no question about it. And they're still trending like uh, Fire Velveteen and Don't Watch Velveteen, things like that. But <clears throat> I haven't <laughs> seen or read anything that goes against them yet. So I'm going to keep my opinions to myself. Yeah, I've seen one or two... Like screenshots, but those could come. Those could come from anywhere. You know, you can't really trust everything you hear on the internet, as exactly. they say. And I don't feel that he should be fired, at least not without concrete evidence. But I'm not gonna lie to you. You know, sometimes it is kind of awkward for me watching his matches. Sometimes, and you know, hearing the way the crowd reacts to him, and. You know, just knowing he's got this stuff hanging over his right. head. See, I had heard a lot when it came to the speaking out movement. I heard a lot about a lot of different people. But Velveteen wasn't one of them that I heard a whole lot about. I think uh, he was, I think he really uh, got it uh, before the speaking out movement. Like, he wasn't one of those, but that story had been going along. That story had been going around before that. Right, because um, at least Matt Riddle came out and spoke for himself. Yeah. You know, Sammy Guevara came out and spoke for himself. There's a lot of them that spoke for themselves and the ones who stayed silent let you know a lot. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Silence know, speaks volumes. It does. It screams things sometimes. Yeah. And um, he wasn't one of them that I heard a lot on or a lot from. I mean, he hasn't, as far as I know, he hasn't uh, addressed it at all. Yeah, so... I don't really know what to make of it, but as far as his match last night, it was it was cool. Um, he got his ass beat like royally, like there he he got some he had some points where he got some offense off. Mm -hmm. At one point, he hit the purple rainmaker and uh, Kushida kicked out of it. That's what we mean by a lot of false finishes, right? Because nobody's picked kicked out of the purple rainmaker so far, right? Right. And uh, I mean. He's been working on his arm, though, and that's the arm he yeah, hit it with. Yeah, so that's, he, that probably got something to do with it, too. Yeah, he, he was selling that arm all night long. He was. He really was. And when he hit the Purple Rainmaker, it took him forever to get the pin. Yeah. And um, I did love the spot, though, where Velveteen went for the Dream Valley driver and Kushida turned it into the surfboard after he hit it. That was right. dope. And anyway, uh, Kushida gets the win off the, uh, is it an arm bar? Hoverboard or? lock. The hoverboard lock. Okay, uh, the dream taps. 
And then Koshida goes right back in after the match is over and just and keeps attacking latches him. on like a pit bull. Just and won't every, let go. And everybody, you know, kept saying, well, Kushida kept saying that this was going to be an all-business Kushida. This is going to be different because I kind of felt like they did him like they did Keith Lee. Keith Lee had all this hype around him when he came. And he was losing for like the first seven months of yeah. his career. And yeah. Kushida was the same way. He had all this hype around him. And he's losing for the first seven, eight months of his career in NXT. And now I'm hoping that they, you know, put a spotlight on him. Because Kushida was like a a god over in Japan. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's a he was six-time IWGP champion. I think it's junior heavyweight champion, if I'm not mistaken. But a six-time yeah. champ. And then, and he was a uh, former junior heavyweight tag team champion of Alex Shelley. Yeah, you know, the time, the time splitters. splitters. But yeah, uh, Kushida, he was pretty popular over there. And, and I was looking, Honor. I was looking forward to seeing him more so I can see more from him. And I hope that this is uh, a step in the right direction for him so I can see you know, where everybody's going with this. Well, he kind of showed it last night because he was showing some... Some locks that were like crazy, like he's arm barring them through the turnbuckles, and he's he hit them with a a, a top rope uh, Fujiwa arm bar type thing mm-hmm. where he flips yeah, into that. it. He's like he, like he tore getting, into his like his limb targeting was on point. He last was getting night. in arm bars off places I've never seen before. Man, that his, was pretty awesome. his limb targeting was on point. And then another thing I did not understand was Velveteen's outfit. Yeah, I didn't get this one. I usually get and appreciate it whenever he uh, dresses up for takeovers, but I didn't get this one. Yeah, he spray painted his hair like gray. Yeah. Great. And then, like, he. I mean, I know it was a reference to the time splitters. I just didn't get it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So. But still was a good match. I think uh, Velveteen just did more for Kushida than anybody's done in NXT so far. Yeah, I so, think he did too. And uh, you know, just in case, you know, let us make ourselves clear, you know, uh, we're just going by what we hear. You know, we're not saying the drink uh, Velveteen did, did it or didn't do it. Well, well, that's why I say. What, uh, we hear that's why I say I kind of keep my opinion to myself because right. I don't know. If it's true, to. he hasn't spoken out. Nobody's really spoke about it. I haven't read any articles on it. So, I keep my opinion to myself. I don't know what's happening with Velveteen Dream. But I liked them before this. And I'm not going to change that I like them now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Based on he say, she say. I don't I get you. Do that type of thing. So I get you. And I'm not saying I don't exactly like him. Like I said, it just gets kind of awkward for me. Sometimes. I mean, yeah, I understand. I mean, uh, you know how we feel about pedophiles. We just we're, yeah. we're not we're not rocking with them. Period. I don't give a yeah. fuck who you are. You could have been my favorite uncle, and if you're a fucking pedophile, I will roundhouse you in your ribs. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's we don't rock with that. Yeah. But no, yeah, uh, next one, bro. Uh, go uh, ahead. Uh, next one was was it was it the women's title next? Yeah. Let's take this five match. Wait, no. Next one was cruiserweight title. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I 
fucking love Santos Escobar. Yeah, I think he's pretty dope, too. You know, he's got his little squad behind him. That's pretty cool. I've been telling people for for ever since I saw Legato Del Fantasma, mm-hmm. ever since I saw Santos Escobar unmask mm-hmm. when he was uh, El Hijo Del Fantasma, right. ever since I saw him unmask, I knew that this was going to be something special. I told people, like, this guy's going to bring the Cruiserweight division back. Right. And I'm right, bro. I'm telling you, I'm right. I've been watching him for a while. You know, he was in Lucha Underground. You know, I thought it was pretty cool there. <coughs> uh, he was... Wait a second. He was the, the hunter, the big game health hunter. Not kill shot, but... His name escaped me in Lucha Underground. King Cuerno, that's his name. That was his name. King Cuerno in Lucha Underground. And, you know, as I said, I liked him then... And, you know, I think he's pretty cool now. See, it's a different ball game now because his persona seems grown. Like right. He's grown up. He's he's like a, a, a mob leader who says sometimes you got to tear down a division to build it back up. Mm-hmm. And the things that he's doing right now with Legato Del Fantasma feels like he's running rough shot over the division. But the thing of it is... And he hasn't really fought anybody. But the thing of it is, you know, you can be a great champion, but you need a without problem. without great contenders, it doesn't really mean anything. But there are so many in the Cruiserweight division. None that I think could uh, hold a candle to him right now. Man, I think I'm just saying, but he it's up to him at this point to bring them to his level. The way he did Drake Maverick. Yeah, Drake Maverick, okay. I could, uh, yeah, Drake, Drake Maverick, Maverick good. came up because of what Legato Del Fantasma did to right. him. Uh, and I like Swerve. Swerve. I definitely like Swerve a lot. This storyline was excellent. Yeah, I mean, he, he has beaten him twice. And this is the first time that the Cruiserweight title was defended on TakeOver. Yeah, I thought that uh, this would be the sleeper match. You know, people aren't really talking about this one, it's but it was going to be a good one, and it was. It's my. It was my favorite of last night. Um, I thought that Leo Rush or somebody, because once they named it the NXT Cruiserweight title, I figured it'd be defended at Takeover at, right after that. Mm-hmm. Wasn't. Yeah. Until Santos Escobar got it. I mean, he's doing big things. He definitely is. And his matches are brutal. They're long. Mm-hmm. They're thought out. And they're definitely entertaining. And they're very entertaining. Very entertaining. And he he does get the win with um, a double underhook knee face buster. I don't know what to call it, but it was pretty sick. That shit was crazy. Because like, even after... Even after Legato Del Fantasma interfered mm-hmm. with Raul Mendoza and DJ Z, I don't Joaquin, Joaquin Wild. Wild. Okay, yeah. uh, they interfered. It still didn't end there. Yeah, I, I don't remember the name of the guy who came out to help, but somebody came out to help him. Uh, yeah, that him? was them. Legato Del Fantasma. No, I mean, oh, uh, sort. Adonis. Adonis. I don't know his full name, but I just okay. call him Adonis. Okay. The Adonis. Yeah, and then they chase off uh, Joaquin and Raul, and then Swerve gets beat in the ring. No, he uh, the the ending was somehow they're wrestling on the apron, and Santos pushes 
uh, Isaiah and he hits his head on the the pole outside. Right, right. that knocked him out and then he gets... Then he brings him in the ring, hit him with that double underhook face buster and boom, on the knee. Mm-hmm. One, two, three. And that was it. And that was... That was my favorite match at TakeOver. I think mine is uh, Johnny and Damian Priest, but that was a really good one. That, that was my favorite match at TakeOver. I think um, the Irons Hot with Santos Escobar, uh, they need to keep it going. They need a really, really good opponent next, or they can do one more match with Swerve before mm-hmm. it gets too old. Mm-hmm. And... Um, yeah, just keep 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 it popping, man. Keep it popping. And I like the fact that Swerve's got a little partner. You know what I right. mean? That he cut a promo in the back. The Adonis cut a promo in the back. And, uh, yeah, this storyline's hot, man. WWE doing their thing with it. Mm-hmm. They doing right, their uh, thing with next it. Next was Candice and uh, Io Shirai. I called this a long time ago, Maddie. I said that EO and Candace was gonna be Candace was gonna be EO's biggest test as champion. And that this match right here, they were like the same size. They were they match up really well with each other. And they they pulled it off. It was a good match. They pulled it off. They pulled mm-hmm. it off. Somebody in WWE executive is Here listening to me. We say it every week. You're listening <laughs> to me and you're doing a great job, I just want to tell you. <laughs> Thank you for listening uh, to me, me because break. you're giving me almost everything that I want. We'll get more into that later. <laughs> almost everything that I want. One big obstacle stopping you from getting what you really, really want. I'm going to get what I want. I don't know what you think. We'll see. We'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Candice and EO tore the house down again. It was a good match, you know. But uh, it kind of goes to what I was saying earlier when they get the big cheat uh, moment and then it doesn't pay off. Because in the match, the referee goes down. And then Johnny Gargano comes which was, out there which in was the a referee dope, shirt. Wait a minute. That was a dope way that the ref went down. Because he got hit first and EO didn't realize that he was hit. Mm. Then she goes for the moonsault. Candace puts her feet up. And she bounces back and hits him again. <laughs> that was kind of dope. Yeah, I like that. That was hilarious. Yeah, that was really funny. But anyway, Johnny comes down in a referee shirt to make the count. One, two. And then he goes to get the title. And then by this time, the referee's up on his feet again. And then they start going, hey, what are you doing here? Oh, well, I'm the referee now. What are you doing? Like, I'm the referee now. What are you doing here? You get out of here. You get out of here. No, you get out of here. I found that to be pretty funny. That was hilarious. The fact that Johnny had the nerve to argue with <laughs> to him and say, I'm the referee, I'm the referee now. now. I got the shirt. <laughs> and he goes to take the shirt off. And then Candace hits EO with the title. And did she do a move after that? I can't. It escapes me. Did she? No. She I just think went she... for the pinfall. Oh, okay. Well, she hits Candace with the title. Johnny turns the referee around. You would think it's over. I thought it was over, but I it's not. I knew it was over. It's not over yet. Eo Strike kicks out at two. Not only kicks out, but has energy immediately following. She kicks out. Gets gets picked up and then hits her with uh, some uh, uppercut palm slap. Yeah. And 
The avalanche showed uh, Spanish fly, yeah. then here comes the moon salt. One, two, three, oh, Shariah retains. Oh, yeah, that's right. She was going to the top, and EO jumps up. I did not think the Garganos were going to win both titles. But I would not have been. But I would have. But I wouldn't have been so upset if Candice LeRae would have won the NXT Women's Title. Especially considering the fact that you have two big baby faces entering the division. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Eo's not considered a heel anymore. Right, she's a face now. So having Tony Storm, who face appeared on the screen, uh, mm. and then having Ember Moon. Return to NXT. That's two big baby faces that they would have benefited with having a heel as champion. Yeah, that's true. That's definitely true. It would have meant more if, you know, Candace is celebrating and then then Tony Storm shows up on the screen and then Amber Moon comes riding up on her motorcycle. Yeah. And and her and Johnny would have flipped out together. Right, right. It would have been awesome, man. I just think the Gargaros are doing too well to not have one of the titles down there. Yeah, they're doing good work. They're doing really good work. But how do you feel about Amber Moon moving back down to NXT? Um, I feel the way you feel. I feel like she's more needed on Raw. Yeah, most definitely. I definitely think they're going to use her more on Raw because Oscar's pretty much... But considering the draft that's coming up, mm-hmm. they're going to be I hope they get some, a couple I hope people. they get some fresh meat in the lineup in the Raw Women's Division because Oscar needs it if she's going to be a champion. But I'm happy for Ember Moon because she gets to do what Ember Moon does and that's have great matches and not be judged for her character or yeah. winning or losing. Yeah, and I'm glad that she's back from injury. That's awesome. I can't wait to see her. You know Ember Moon's always been one of my favorites. Yeah, Ever like since Ember she Moon. was Athena and Ring of Honor, I was like, this girl has got something. I can't wait till she hits it big. Yeah, and I like Ember Moon. I, I, I still feel Ember like she. Sh- I still feel like she should have beat Asuka. I do too. Hey man, she should have took that title from her. It's, that's that's and one still day, sticks in my crawl. One day I'm gonna get my dream triple threat. One one of these days, maybe they've had it in the performance center already, with Ember Moon, Bianca Belair, and Naomi. I'm gonna get that one of these days, and they're gonna shine like diamonds. <laughs> But yeah, uh, you left out one of those queens, but it's all right. We'll get into that. It's all good. You can have her. We'll get into we'll, it. We'll get into it later. All right, uh, and then main event time: Finn Balor, Kyle O'Reilly, NXT title. That beat the shit out of each other. Good lord, was that match hard hitting? That match was stiff as fuck. Like those two wrestled that mess like they did not like each other at all. <laughs> Literally stomping each other in the head, chopping each other with all their force. Their head, they're going back and forth, phone knees into the face. They, 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 they was trying to kill each they other was in there. To- I don't know who was trying to outwork who. Like you think you could be like it was like they were trying to one up each other or something. You think you could be stiff? Now watch this. Pow! And he chops his like chest in. Oh my god. That, like, I've never seen By the seen, end of that match, both guys were bleeding out the mouth. I've never seen Finn Balor work so stiff in my life. I haven't either. Never. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's happening, but I like it. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty kind of cool to see him, you know, kind of edge it up a little bit. He had some type, like, 
this is no longer Ben Failure. <laughs> this is the prince. This guy stomps people's heads in. Yeah. I mean, he kicked Kyle O'Reilly in the stomach, and Kyle just paused for a minute like, wait a minute, Ooh. and he just dropped to the ground like the liver shot that Brock Lesnar took from Alistair Overeem. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it was it was a pretty hard-hitting match. I enjoyed it. But anyway, yeah, as you said, both guys were bleeding from the mouth by the end of it. Uh, it's, uh, the rumor is Kyle O'Reilly's broken some teeth and Finn Balor might have a broken jaw. They were landed in like, thick. Th- those are the rumors going around. Oh, my God. My God, man. They, that was that was stiff. Yeah, bro. it was. They're going to have to ease up, man, because if <laughs> Balor has to vacate this title, then I, I just don't know. Like, this be two takeovers in a row where the champion has to vacate because of injury. Yeah. Like, they're going to have to ease up down there, man. They're trying to overcompensate for the crowd that been there. We're going to give y'all the best show we can while y'all sitting at home. Watch this. And they did. (laughs) Watch this. And they definitely did. I appreciate the effort, but good Lord. I do. I appreciate it because they were, man, I mean, you just got to see it for yourself. There's no explaining. I mean, the the ways that they were putting each other in submissions, those were like full-blown. Kyle O'Reilly does one of my favorite setups to, to the submissions ever. Okay, he'll get on the top rope and he'll drop his knee to the outside of your knee, and then apply the the heel knee hook. bar, the yeah. heel hook. Yeah. I love it when he does that. I mean, man. he's it's awesome. one of those limb targeting specialists. He'll hit the knee drop on on your arm, on yeah. your back, on your knee, on wherever. I love it when he does that, man. He's and one of them guys that does not get enough credit for his limb targeting. And you couldn't like at the end, you could you could just see. The respect that they had for each other. They because, had to have respect for each other. Because they beat the the hell out of each other. And, and Finn Balor helps Kyle O'Reilly to his feet. And then Adam Cole's getting carried out of the back by Ridge Holland. I had mentioned this guy. I couldn't remember his name. I just kept calling him Ridge. Mm-hmm. But he is... Like this massive guy, like he's so muscular. Yeah, he's pretty big. I and saw big, and his his persona is just like he just wears a trench coat and the, and the top hat. Like I mean, not a top hat, but like a, a fedora or something mm-hmm. like that. But, but anyway, yeah, takeover goes off the air with him carrying Adam Cole on his shoulder him and out. throwing him and throwing him out there to Kyle O'Reilly and here comes the rest of the undisputed era they're trying to get uh, EMTs out there for Adam you know I think that this I is, think they're setting him up setting up Ridge Holland I think that's the next guy you think um, so? even though I feel like there are some contenders that are being overlooked I think Bronson Reed is being overlooked a little bit and he's he's good he's a massive Guy, he'll be a big test. Mm-hmm. I think Cameron Grimes is being. Overlooked. I like Cameron Grimes. See, I think he's pretty cool. And uh, but Cameron Grimes is getting these wins, and I think that he should be looked at as one of these title contenders. Mm-hmm. And uh, but Ridge Holland's gonna come out of nowhere for you guys. I y'all seen him in like the triple threats. He's been in uh some matches with uh, a couple jobbers the last couple weeks. 
but he's he's something. It's something there. I just need to hear his mic skills to see if he can cut a good promo. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Because you know that counts. But overall, TakeOver's pretty good. TakeOver was awesome, again. And and considering the fact that we kind of feel like they don't have a lot to work with at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of their stars haven't been made yet. Right. But um, they did great, great for what they have. Right. All right, you want to get into Raw SmackDown and stuff? Halloween Havoc. Right, Halloween Havoc's back. And they got 20 the, years. They got the perfect uh, person uh, head uh, headlining it, Miss Shotzi Blackheart. You know, well, she's, not headlining it. No, I mean, she's spearheading, spearheading the it. promo. Sorry, I, I should have said spearheading. <coughs> yeah, she was in the promo last night, and I hear she's going to be the host. So that should be pretty cool. Yeah, so. Yeah, um, I think Halloween Havoc is going to be pretty cool to have it to see I'm, it again. I'm expecting someone in the Cruiserweight division to do a tribute to the Rey Mysterio-Eddie Guerrero match. Oh, now, come on now, Art. Now, let, let, let's just, just leave need, those gyms alone. We just need one spot. We just need one good spot to remind us that this happened. Oh. Or a good outfit. All right, the maybe, question marks. Maybe the outfit. Yeah, the question mark somewhere. Uh, think, didn't Rollins have the question mark at uh, SummerSlam? This is Halloween Havoc. Right, I'm just saying. The, the Give us the gym. Marks. Give us the gym. Just put that little Easter egg right in the game. Just that little whip. But anyway, right. yeah, I'm yeah. looking forward to Halloween Havoc. Raw. Hurt Business. What you got? I like the Hurt Business. I, I know think, you do. I, we all like the Hurt Business. Well, I know you me do. and you do anyway. Yeah, you know, I think they're doing pretty great. You know, Lashley is the U.S. champion. MVP is their, is their, mic, is their mouthpiece. And, you know, Shelton Benjamin just rounds up the team. Cedric Alexander, don't forget about him. He, he just wasn't Raw there last, last week. Man. I don't know yeah, where he is. All, don't worry. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, he's a pretty good addition, too. You know, the cruiserweight. But they lost on Raw. Uh, MVP uh, mm, gave up a pin to oh. Mustafa Ali. I'm not exactly mad at that one because it's been a while since we've seen Mustafa Ali on Raw. He's been on main event a lot. Yeah. You know, and I think he's he deserves to be on Raw. He's he's pretty talented. I think he is too. I think he's very talented. He's coming out of the hurt business locker room. And he's <laughs> like, I'm sorry, man, I went the wrong way. And we'd be like, No, nah, man, you know where you was. Oh <laughs> uh, no, no. Well, what about the back of Cater and they're bullying that guy? <laughs> You're in my seat. <laughs> and he goes to us and no, yeah, still on my seat. He tries to leave, but you gonna take my plate now. <laughs> <laughs> Bunch of bullies, man. I love it. <laughs> but yeah, her business is giving away some gold. And I just want to give props to MVP because before he came out, you know what I'm saying? Lashley was doing the Lana Stupid stuff. Stupid stuff with Lana. Shelton wasn't even on TV. Barely on TV. Shelton, I mean, um, Cedric. Uh, Cedric was running around with Ricochet losing all the time. Mm-hmm. Ricochet them wasn't doing anything. Apollo wasn't really doing anything. And he brought all these guys to the forefront. He did, man. MVP's out there looking out for his brothers. That's pretty cool. I just want to give him props for that. Good yeah. looking out because uh, that it, it was needed. Yeah, it, was it definitely needed. was needed, you know. There was a lot of uh, the African-American superstars, you know, they're just sitting around pretty much doing nothing, you And know? it was well-needed and well-deserved, and MVP is doing the damn thing. Yeah, he is. Must Shout respect. out to him. 
Um, what about yeah. the stuff with uh, you know Rollins and Mysterio? And the Mysterio's ahead of another. I uh, told you, just a- hold tight, and this storyline was gonna get good and juicy. All right, I I can understand it. You know, I didn't want to see the paternity test thing, but I'm not too mad at the Romeo and Juliet thing that uh, Lee and uh, Buddy Murphy got going on. <laughs> Yeah, but is it really Romeo and Juliet? Because uh, Murphy seems to be uh, kind of moving away from Seth Rollins. You know, I've never seen him get big with him but before. But you also see Aaliyah moving away from the Mysterios. Yeah, you see that too. She's telling Dom to stop beating on him. She's telling Ray he's different from Seth. He's not. Yeah. It's not him. It's Seth. You need to focus on him. Right, right. You know, they're not. Leave the same. my boy out of this. <laughs> Yeah, and not the same. But anyway, yeah, this is another stellar part of this story. You know, I'm really enjoying it. I hope nobody I gets told moved you, in the draft. Just tight is gonna get good, and everybody was everybody was like, "This is stupid." I'm like, guys, just wait for it. Yeah. Just wait for it. You got to be patient for a storyline to brew, and you got to let it brew into what it's gonna turn this into. This is a steak. You say this ain't McDonald's. Exactly. You gotta let gotta let them juices. <laughs> Ball up in that joint <laughs> and let it let it roll yeah. because it's gonna get good. And that's how these storylines work. And it's it's no telling where it could go from here. You could have Buddy Murphy and Aaliyah working this angle the whole time to be with Seth. Mm-hmm. Or you can have them split away from both groups. And we're just going to go do our own thing. Yeah, you can. It, it's infinite possibilities from where it goes from here. But once again, it's all up to Vince. <laughs> you just love doing the impersonation. <laughs> it's up to Vince. Vince, anyway, do us good with this one. Let anyway, it brew. It looks like we're going to get Orton and McIntyre again at Hell in the Cell. And he says, why do I get a championship Again, because I'm Randy Orton. I can do that. Right. I'm always first in line. But anyway, (laughs) this week, uh, the legends are there. You know, Christian, the big show, uh, Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels. After attacking Randy at the pay-per-view. And then they all, they're all sitting in the back, in the back playing cards and stuff. Playing poker and Rick's already swindling everybody out of their cash. (laughs) And then Randy comes in disguised as the janitor with night vision goggles. And it beats the living hell out of all of them. Cuts the lights off. Cuts the lights off with his night, with his night vision goggles. And it beats the living hell out of all of them. Well, that's, that's, I think that's good, you know. Yeah, hey, I mean... Maybe I, they don't teach them to mind their own damn business. Dang, he should have won that ambulance match. It's, it's Randy. It's Randy. And you already know he's going to have some good stuff cooking. I mean, forgot Randy's not afraid to take a chance. I mean, he did the, the, the Bray Wyatt firehouse mm-hmm. match or whatever. Right. But, you know, I just it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. You know, to have them all interfere in the match. Because it looks like that Drew can't do it by himself, but Drew just did it by himself in SummerSlam. And not, but I'm saying it makes Randy look stronger for Hell in the Cell because now Drew's got to contend with Randy, just Randy. I mean, he's already beaten just Randy, though. But the whole thing is he didn't. When you last saw him, when you last saw him, Randy was looking pretty dominant over Drew McIntyre. And it looked like he was going to win it. And, and then just, you had uh, interference after interference after interference after interference. It just, it, just, it just doesn't make sense to me. Well, I mean, 
It does to a lot of people who yeah. just start. Maybe you, the first match you saw was Randy and Drew in the, in the ambulance match. Right. Yeah. You know. Maybe you missed SummerSlam. Maybe I understand you missed that. SummerSlam. Maybe you didn't see. You know, Drew just. Mm-hmm. But like Randy said, I'm always a contender. Mm-hmm. I don't give a damn what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. You can't never overlook me. Right. I don't give a damn how many times you beat me. <laughs> Triple H beat me my whole in my whole twenties, and I'm still here. As soon as I got to my thirties, I kicked him in the head and kissed his wife. <laughs> yeah, and like... killed his whole family. <laughs> On the SmackDown, remember when him and when he kicked the Every McMahon yeah, back, to back to he back was, to back to back? Shane and Steph and Vince, he heard them all. Yeah, all of them. Yeah, right, he took them all out. I suck on that, Triple H. <laughs> that's what you get for kicking me out of evolution. <laughs> this plan took years. All right, that's what you get. I've been, it worked. I've been playing. I've been planning this since the day after SummerSlam, <laughs> 2004. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Five years later. I'm coming for you. <laughs> and I got two cronies behind me now. <laughs> Heard on my Batista and my Ric Flair. <laughs> but it's Cody and Ted. <laughs> Right, right. Uh, you can never overlook Randy Orton, no matter how many times you beat him. Yeah. Don't give a damn what you did to him in the past. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> and I'm at the front of the line. <laughs> and I'm about to kick you. <laughs> as soon as I see you on your knees, I'm going to lose it. I'm about to front of the line. I'm exactly. Back. <laughs> never, never discount Randy Orton. Right, right. right. But, um... How do you feel about Raw Underground? I am not feeling this stuff. Me neither, to be honest with you. You know, it was kind of interesting at first. I'm, I was like, trying you know, to give it a chance. Yeah, me too. And I then, figured that they were gonna. I've kind of fallen off with it. Not really interested. Well, like I said the first time, it really doesn't have a point behind it. Yeah, it's just dudes fighting. Yeah, you're just like, who wants to fight? Hey, who I wants want to fight? fight. And then there's no order to who's mm. gonna be there. There you like they just jump up there and just start doing stuff. I mean they had one ma- match announced was with Braun Strowman against Dabakato and uh Braun wins it. Mm-hmm. Not like impressively, but they're not matches per se. They're fights. They're fights. So they're just wailing on each other. You might see a takedown, and Shane's just yelling in the microphone. Oh, 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 he hit him with a right hand. Oh, oh, look at that takedown right there. Then you all get this at Raw Underground. I'm not really feeling it. I I already said once that it feels like they don't have any. <laughs> My God. It's bro. a sneeze, Art. That it's a sneeze. The most comical. It's a sneeze. It's a normal sneeze. I'm glad we got this it's on air. It's a normal sneeze. I'm glad we got this on Every air. We got to talk about this all the time. Every time I sneeze, Ryan, it's good. We can do it so now. I can't help it. I'm not doing this on purpose, Art. I'm glad. Cut that. it out of the episode. <laughs> I'm not because people need to Cut know it out. what I have to deal with. Hey, they just sneeze it. Dead silent. And this guy. That's <laughs> <laughs> just sneezing. God, God I'm man. glad you guys heard that. God, I'm glad you heard that. But, okay. 
It feels like they have no reason to be there to be fighting. Yeah, that's true. There's no money. There's no title. No there's no title shot. What am I risking my neck for? Yeah, what am I fighting people for? Right. Yeah. So, that's my issue. Why Raw Underground, does it doesn't have any type of structure to it. It's just who wants to get up there. You can have a random chick that you've never seen a day in your life. You can have someone who hasn't been there in forever, like a Jessamine Duke or a Marina Shafir or a Riddick Moss mm -hmm. or a Dolph Ziggler, who, you know, and then Dolph has like regular matches. And he's in Raw Underground. What's he doing? Right, that's another thing, you know. When they bring in uh, the actual wrestlers to wrestle and run out and, uh, to fight in Raw Underground. I don't really see the point <coughs> of that either. <clears throat> okay, um, the return of Bobby Roode. Uh, not really, you know. To be, careful, to be completely honest, you know, I, don't, I didn't really miss him that much. Okay, so... My thing is, with the return of him, they made him kind of feel important by going at Drew as hard as he did. Mm -hmm. So, he should be able to win matches like regularly against the people of the caliber of the Mustafa Ali's and Ricochet's and things like that. If he gave Drew that competitive of a match, he should be able to win Against those cowards. I hope they put him and Dolph back together. You know, the tag team division needs it. I don't... I mean, yeah. I they mean, were working not? pretty well together. Yeah, Dolph's not? not doing anything. He's not doing anything. Yeah, yeah, and the Street Profits need a new contender. Right. Because they just beat Andrade and Garza again. Right. And now we don't have any contenders. Yeah, so that would be nice. Yeah, they're not, they're nice. not pulling the trigger on a Hurt Business yet. That's the one I'm really waiting for. I'm waiting... But, uh, yeah, I'd like to see Dolph and uh And Bobby I'd like to see it be Cedric and Shelton, not MVP and yeah. Shelton. I could see that. Or New Day It, where you can interchange. Yeah, you know, a free bird rule, as yeah. they say. All right, SmackDown, yes? Yes. All right, uh, the return of the boss. She's back, and she took off her neck brace this week. Our Bailey is in trouble. Thing. All right, so Sasha Banks comes back this week on SmackDown, and you know she says she's coming at Bailey next week for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Part this could be it. I'm just it's saying, not. this could be it. It's this not. could be it. It's not. Yeah, yeah, I know you like to believe that, huh? You like to think that I see you over there quaking and in your in your socks over there. I see you. You over here. You're worried about it because you know it could be it. It's not. It could be. That's why you, that's why you uh, threw out the idea of getting her drafted. Here you go. To, Remember, to Raw. we cooking steaks on SmackDown. Yeah. You don't just come in and win a title like that. This is going to hell in a cell, dog, baby. Don't act like this. Dog, don't act like she's just a nobody off the street or something. This is going to hell in a cell. Yeah, well, Sasha Banks is champion. This will be <coughs> Bailey's rematch at hell in a cell. <coughs> nope. Yep, yep, yep. This will be Bailey's rematch at hell in a cell. That's the way I've seen this. Then that's the way it's going to be. It's not happening, I'm getting bro. what I want. <laughs> I'm getting wish, what I want. You wish that it was going to happen like that. And 
You're so not confident about it. I'm getting what I want this time. You're, you're so not confident about it because you already know Bailey is going to be two days shy of that 365. On she's Smackdown. not hitting it. No, sir. And she's definitely going to hit it. it. Not this time. Sasha Banks is going to prevent this from happening. Take it right from her. Take the heart. Ah! And I stop on your 365-day reign. You yeah. Wish. You wish. I can't wait. Sasha's so hurt right now. It's happening. She ain't that hurt. She, she took, took the off neck brace off. And was still rubbing her neck. It's called selling. It's still rubbing her neck. It's called and, selling. And that's what's going to happen when she get in that ring. She's going to sell that chair shot to the Man, back. What the hell ever. Bam. Bailey can't do it without her. And I can't wait for Sasha Banks to prove Bailey's it. Bailey's doing just fine. No, she isn't. She's Has not as entertaining. Every time Sasha left. She's not as entertaining right now, Art. She isn't. Hey, Bailey. Ooh, ah. I want to know. Whoa, whoa, hey. whoa. Where did your partner go? If I was Sasha Banks, I would have been sick and tired of this shit too, Art. Oh, you sick and tired of it? If I was in her position, I would have been sick and tired of this too. I do not blame her. Not one bit. People, I mean, she's... Your favorite wrestler's favorite wrestler. That's how it goes, man. The 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 a lot of the time most of the best are unappreciated. Well, I'm sick to death for the unappreciation art. It happens. The stars are in line and it is happening. It's gonna happen this Friday on SmackDown. We are going to crown a new SmackDown women's it, champion. And Charlotte, I can't wait. Charlotte and Sasha have the most reigns. But Becky and Bailey have had the longest. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? So our two favorites are the unappreciated because they keep bouncing the titles well, back fair, and forth to people. With Charlotte, you have to have short range if you're going to have all those title reigns. I mean, she's Sasha, a 13 one time women's champion. So what? But Sasha's a six time women's champion. And look at her, and her reigns are, and Becky only had it, what, once or twice? Yeah. Okay, I saw the numbers to where, you know, <coughs> all the... Uh, days? Yeah, all the days the the whole four horsewomen have been champions. And Sasha Banks barely breaks a hundred out of six reigns. I think she had like a hundred and six days. A hundred and six days. And everybody else is like 300 something. 500 on I think it's like Bailey. Bailey just hit 500 days as SmackDown Women's Champion between all her reigns. Just I think it's today. Yeah, so I guess congratulations An- there. Another accolade, for, baby. Uh, well, oh, you can enjoy it, Art. Enjoy it today. Because you'll be singing a different tune on Friday. I'm telling you. It's all good. I'm telling if you. That's what you feel. That's what that's I That's what you feel. But we're going to be right there watching it. I can't wait. So I can show you that Bailey... It's can't just hold not a losing can't it. hold a candle to Sasha Banks, you Art. Crazy you know it, I know it, bro. I, you said she's better than her. I've seen you say it. I've heard you say it a million times, Art. Don't get on this podcast and lie to these people. I already told. I already explained this a million times. Don't yes, get on this podcast Sasha Banks is a better wrestler. You're damn right, than she Bailey, but. Bailey has better characters every time around. Whatever, dang. Every time from the hugger. Nobody cares. To the role model. Nobody cares. All the way through. Nobody cares. Her charisma just eats away at the TV. Good for her. People love her. 
People can't stand you. I can't stand you. Can't stand you can't stand I know a few people that can't stand you. And I make it even worse. Dang. And could you imagine if she still had that music? Da, 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 no, da, we're da, getting da. off track while you're over there just humming our old music. We're getting off track. This ain't the only thing that happened on SmackDown. <laughs> it's not. It's uh, not. I'm really enjoying this Alexa Bliss theme thing. That's the best. Yeah. Uh, it was a uh, it was a KO show this week on SmackDown, <coughs> and he has Alexa Bliss on, and she comes out there and she starts talking about him, you know, like uh, you know, she's, well, she she finally remembers him and he, stuff. She, he brung up Alistair Black. If he could understand her, he could probably understand Alistair Black. And the way she was talking, he's like, "We're not talking about Alistair Black anymore, are we?" We're not talking about him, <laughs> oh, man. We're talking about the like, feet. And he's like, "He's here, isn't he?" And then the lights go out. Yep. And then, and then here comes the fiend, Mandel McClaw to KO. And then him and Alexa Bliss have a little moment. They he stand next to hands. each other. He reaches out for her hand. And she takes it. And she takes it and smiles at the camera. Which is great storytelling, Man, Alexa. You're just, I you told just you. sticks in so many people's crawl right now, but she's going to be the lady with the fiend. You know it does, man. They can't stand it. Alexa Bliss I, on the internet. They can't stand her in IWC. I love it. And this just makes it ten times worse. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> I love it. I love everything about this storyline. I kind of called it a little bit by saying... Once she came in contact with him, it was going to be different because everybody changes. Yeah, Remember, do. everybody changes when they come in contact with him. And maybe this will do KO some good. I don't want to see KO get all fiend-like. No, I want him to go back to evil KO that attacked Sami Zayn. That was willing to attack his best friend because this stunner turned him into a face. Mm-hmm. Right. And he is a better heel. I think we. I think it's and pretty I, common and knowledge. And I'm hoping that this has a good rub on him. Yeah. Boom. Uh, Carmella, untouchable. Why does the internet have to ruin everything, man? Why can't you just wait and see who it's gonna be? Why you gotta get on there? It's Carmella. We all know it's Carmella. God, man, it ruined the surprise. They always ruin it. Well, stay off the internet. Hey, I probably should. Hey, but yeah, it's Carmella. And I don't see why Carmella needed a gimmick change anyway, especially not to this gimmick that's been done so many times with Emelina. And they tried it with Lana. And, and now they're going to try it with Carmella. You know, wear the pretty dresses out there and, and everything. You... <laughs> I thought she was just fine as the princess of Staten Island. I liked Carmella. She was cool. Yeah, and now they gotta, now they gotta glitz her up. All right, uh, like this is a beauty pageant <laughs> or something. Last thing, Roman Reigns and Jay Uso. Uh, Jay Uso got a big win over AJ Styles this week, which yep. is definitely a step in a huge step in the right direction. You know, I feel that Jay Uso needs to get the solo run going, the big wins on the solo run if he's going to come at uh. Roman and uh, Hell in a Cell, because that's happening too. Uh, Roman and uh, Jay Uso again at Hell in a Cell. So yeah, just uh, let's get some uh, good solo wins under his belt. Yeah, yeah, and it worked too. Yeah, it did. Um, yeah, that's it. That's all I got. I ain't got nothing else. Tell them where to reach you. Uh, Matt Lindsay on Facebook. Matt Lindsay six 
37 on Instagram. Our dog one on Instagram, our dog three on Twitter, Arthur Quinn on Facebook. Hit us up at the Sons of Legends21 at gmail.com. Give us something to talk about. Hey, thank you guys for listening to the Sons of Legends. We'll holler at y'all next week. Peace.